clap on. <laughs> Welcome to Get Offset. My name is Emily, and I'm here with Steve Selvage from the whole city. Hey, Steve. How's it going? Good. How are you? Well, we're just hanging out, just hanging out the Comfort Inn. <laughs> comfort Inn on Colorado Boulevard. In Eagle Rock, Eagle, yeah. Eagle Rock, California, Los Angeles. My husband asked him what he wanted to do in LA while we were here for the whole city shows. Right. He said he wanted to go to Colorado Boulevard because of a Jan and Dean song. Oh, that's right. <laughs> the little old lady, mean old old lady. Little old lady from Pasadena. Yeah. yeah. Oh, he's so excited. You know what that is. Look at him. <laughs> oh, man. Dude, when I was a kid, legit like dead man's curve freaked me out like <laughs> like the the story of that song was like i i ruminated on it and was like Damn. oh yeah so we're in la for the hold steady's la residency fucking finally i know Jeez, yeah. like all, all, all this year every show we played this year has been makeup shows from 2020 wow yeah. and that's that's Wild because you, you still play the brooklyn bowl shows last yeah. year uh so the whole steady for those don't know Great rock band, check them out. But most of their touring, y'all's touring has been multi-date residencies mm -hmm. in specific cities, which is honestly really awesome. It works for us, yeah. Since yeah. like what, like 2016? Probably, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. That was the first Massive Nights, I think. I think so, yeah. Because it, it was it was 2016, right? Yeah, it was 2016 that Riot Fest was like, hey, would you want to come play Boys and Girls in America? Yeah. And we, you know, when the Teeth Dreams tour ended in 2014, we just, it was open-ended. We didn't have any plans mm -hmm. and we weren't making any plans. I went off yeah. the tour with the Donkeys and Bash yeah. and Pop. And then this came up and somebody was like, let's call Franz because Franz wasn't in the band, right. our keyboard player. And he was like, yeah, I'll do it. And so we did it and it was fun. And then um, we had done the horseshoe in 2014 we had done four shows there they just were, in toronto in toronto yeah. yeah they were like we want you to play our anniversary we want you to play four shows it's like no we're not nobody's gonna come see us four nights in a row i mean it's you know and then they did and <laughs> so it was like and they it, keep doing it yeah and yeah. so it just kind of you know we did it at brooklyn bowl and it worked out so we just took, took that model to other cities and it just works out a lot better for us and i think for our crowd too yeah, I mean, the crowd's a little bit older, older and yeah. employed, little, you know, has a little bit more money, wants yeah. to make a vacation out of stuff. Yeah, yeah, it's a destination, you know, and we're, yeah. and we're fortunate to have a fan base or not even a fan base, a community. I mean, people yeah. that we know, I mean, the reason I'm talking to you now, I mean, we've been talking for 45 minutes prior to this recording. Yeah, you know? um, yeah we met San Francisco residents yes. in 2017. Right. Yeah. Great American Yes. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's and right. Rickshaw. And, and, and the airport. Yeah, right. <laughs> that was so funny. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I mean, um, it, it just it seems like a better way for everybody to kind of maximize their happiness, you know, mm -hmm. all yeah. around. Yeah, for sure. I mean, touring's hard, man. And you it, know better than it is. I mean, I've been doing it more than half my life. It's fun, yeah. and it, but it's hard. You know, I mean, it's a choice. <laughs> yeah. Um, but you know, if you're if you're 25 and you know your band's picking up steam and you're on tour and, and you played in Cleveland at the Grog Shop, and but then like your shit's blowing up to where now you could play at you know. Um, Beachland Ballroom, mm -hmm. then you're going to go back to Cleveland. You're going to stay on tour. Yeah, you know, absolutely. Like you just keep keep going. Yeah. But if you're in your 40s, it, it, or it's 50s, not as much inertia. And, and on your eighth or ninth album, it's <laughs> yeah. like you know, it's you want to um, see your family sometimes. Yeah, you know, well, yeah, your cats. Yeah, my 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 kids, my cats. Your kids, cats wife, kids, life. the whole catastrophe. <laughs> catastrophe. That's a quote from a, a writer that my. Dad would slap me for not remembering his name. It was just uh. like, yeah, wife, dog, the whole test tree. <laughs> um, but yeah, you know, and like, I don't think, you know, it's like Monday night, mm, you know. Yeah. And also, if there's a, the phenomenon of like, if you're always on tour, then you get people like, well, they're, I know they're going to be back in like six months. So I'll, I'll catch them next time. Yeah. And then eventually everybody's going to catch you next time. Yeah. You know, and then so. Yeah, overplaying is a huge thing, mm -hmm. like, especially with local bands. There's there's sure. so many bands in Seattle that they don't say no to gigs. And sure, like, you gotta space them out. Like, just at least go up to like like Vancouver or Bellingham mm -hmm. or down to Olympia, Tacoma, and yeah. Portland, west to I'm sorry, east to Spokane or something. Yeah, yeah. yeah if you have a, a, a surrounding area, I mean, like, yeah. man, even in the '90s, my band, Big Ass Truck, like, we got to, quickly. We became like the big band in Memphis or whatever. Mm -hmm. And once it was like, okay, like these shows are getting pretty big. It's like, yeah. we're just only doing once a month. Yeah. You know, cause then it becomes an event. 
You yeah. know, and, and then again, we say, all right, well, let's go to Oxford, Mississippi. Let's go to Nashville. Let's go to Jackson. Yeah. Well, let's actually, let's not go to Jackson, Mississippi, but um, <laughs> sorry, Jackson. But, um, you know, and yeah, so it's just like, you, you know, don't don't give it away, you know? Yeah. Oh, man, like my bands, we really try to only play once a month. Right. But after the pandemic came back, like for some reason, we thought it'd be fine to book shows like the same week. Like, cause one was in West Seattle and mm -hmm. at the time, and probably still now as this is, I don't know when that bridge is opening back up, the West Seattle bridge was closed. So people weren't going from West Seattle to well, Ballard for the show. Because of the pandemic or? No, it like just like early in the pandemic, they discovered extreme uh, structural issues. Yeah, like we, we gotta fix these. So it's been years. That bridge is still not open and closed in early 2020. Wow. Did you hear about, like we had that issue in Memphis cause we have a giant bridge that goes between Tennessee and Arkansas. Arkansas. Yeah, I've been across that bridge. And the Enbridge. They, yeah. they found a crack in it. I mean, like, that's I-40. It's a major trucking thoroughfare. And they yeah. it was closed. It was a nightmare. Man. Um, yeah. But, yeah, I mean, it's it's weird, though, because, like, you know, there's, there's the difference between, like, you know, your band, you know, you have an identity and, like, you're trying to, like, kind of have a brand or, or trying to... You know, you want to maximize things, and and but then there's just like the gigs you just do, just like just to play. Yeah, like there's no real agenda. You yeah. know, so it's like, you know, like for me, like a, there's a sort of a, a dual life, like this because I'm not like in any kind of again big band in, in Memphis really mm -hmm. now. I just play, you know, with uh, with different people or do my own thing, and it, there might be, but you know, it's like like we're like we're on the floor in a bar, yeah, you know, which which I love. You know, um, but it's like there might be people there that might not, you know, but it's, you know, but then but then I go off and, you know, fly somewhere and play these shows. Yeah. You know? So it's like it's kind of a schizophrenic thing, but where everyone knows every word and yeah, it's the same yeah. people. Yeah, Which exactly. is wild to me. Like, I didn't think I'd be doing this after San Francisco, but like, you meet the people in who go to these shows and they're like. They pressure you to go, like, you're going to go to Massive Nights? Are you going to go to Denver? Yeah. I've never been to the Denver shows, but. Well, we, we've yeah. only done the one, yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah, no, it's like, you know, come on, man, we're going to be there. You yeah. Know? You should have hung out, man. No, it was great. Well, I was so sad when I missed the uh, First Avenue shows. That yeah. Was, I was like, ah. Because that was like the return. Yeah. That was yeah. the, yeah, yeah. Um, you know, it was great for me. Like, I, there was two people there last night, a couple. Um, from Memphis. Yeah. You know, and like to see, like, I mean, and, and she's a fan and like, I was talking to her. Yeah. 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 Carrie. Carrie. Yeah. Um, so to see her, like, like she knows the, the appropriate moments to throw the confetti. Oh yeah. That's like, yeah. <laughs> no from her. So another thing with the hold steady is that people bring confetti to the shows and their cues for the confetti. And, uh, sometimes, especially during almost killed me, people miss they they throw it early, which is fine. It's There's fine. it's enthusiasm. I'm, I'm not going to no, confetti shame anybody. No, not it's like what's better than one confetti throw during a song? Two of them. Yeah. So <laughs> good confetti last night. It was good confetti. It was, it was a beautiful. lot of confetti. Yeah, yeah. The big confetti. The cannons are the, the money. Them all. Yeah, yeah. That's yeah. Um, but it, it it was great. Well, I mean, to be real, like Memphis has had a tough couple of weeks. Yeah. I um, so there was the shooter. There was then, the shooter, and prior to that, um, Liza Fletcher was abducted and murdered, and she um. She, we, we graduated with her at Belmont. You're kidding me. No. I had a friend who was in the education program with her, um, Laura from uh, Centerville. Wow, that's heavy. I didn't know her, but. Right, but that's, 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 yeah. Yeah. You know, and look. Small world, small community in yeah. the South. And, and look, I'm like, it's tricky. Like, we're getting deep here, but yeah. like. You know, th this kind of shit happens a lot to people and it's, it's not, it doesn't get this sort of attention or a quick no. response from the law enforcement. No. You know, people, women are kidnapped, women of color. Indigenous women. Indigenous women. Exactly. Yeah. This doesn't diminish anything about the tragedy that was, you know, lies and everything. And, yeah. and it's, and it's great to see, like, there was a run at four in the morning this morning wow. in Memphis. Fast. And it was, it was beautiful to see that, yeah. you know. That everyone deserves that. Yeah, exactly. You know, so anyway, all that to say the, the couple of weeks that we had to see two faces from Memphis in such a positive and joyous situation really yeah. did me a lot of good. You know? Yeah. Because she said that the, there was a shooting, um, I guess it was Wednesday. Yeah. It was cause I was on a plane. Yeah. yeah. That year. 
She was like at an intersection where carjacking was like five minutes before. It's, it it's a five minute walk from my house. Yeah. I mean, no, we live in the same neighborhood. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I am at that corner all the time. Yeah. That's that's how I get off my street. You, you know, everyone, everyone, you know, okay. Or, yeah. I mean, yeah. I, I don't, you know, n- nobody personally, but yeah. So this guy like basically had a warrant and like was looking for death by cop and he went on a, yeah. a, a, a like a 12 hour shooting spree, carjacking people, Facebook living it. Um, you know, it speaks yeah. to a lot of things that are going on in the country, you know, anyway. That's, yeah, um, that's heavy. It was great yeah. to see some some Memphis faces in the audience. Yeah, for sure. I remember I met her at the Nashville show. Yeah, so that's yeah. right. Yeah. Yep. So it was, I didn't get to go this year because it was NAM. Right, yeah, right. So I was here. I was in Anaheim. Uh, oh, that's right. South, yeah. But, you know, I didn't get COVID there. I got COVID at Gearfest Sweetwater a few weeks later. Okay. Though, yeah. Well, <laughs> you're going to get it somewhere. Uh, yeah. I mean, if you're going to get it somewhere, I guess get it in Fort Wayne, Indiana. <laughs> hey, this is Josh from Sweetwater. Just, just want to check up, see how you're doing with your COVID. Uh. <laughs> I actually got it from Steve from Sixty Cycle Hum. If you know that podcast, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> he like messaged me. I think the like at like the day we got back, he got off the plane, took a test, and he messaged me like, "So I have COVID." I'm like, "Oh, we were in so many shuttle vans together." Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was still good. Uh, though Rick was Rick was sicker than I was. Did have you had it? I had it once. Yeah. And- to be honest, I didn't know that I had it. I just I tested as a courtesy because somebody was coming to my studio. Yeah, that was that was Rick's. Problem. And I was like, oh shit, I'm positive. Yeah. And but that was it. Like I didn't have any, you know, symptoms or whatever. But yeah, Rick had it in 2021, and I never got it. But he didn't even know he had it. Like right. I only got tested because I was around someone who tested positive. Right. And he just went like followed me along to get tested because oh well, we'll either both have it or we both won't. Right. And so I ended up like getting tested four times. I just couldn't fucking believe that he had it and I did it. Right. Like, this doesn't make any sense, but. It bounces around. It does. But I noticed your finger. Yeah. What happened there? An unfortunate gardening accident. Um, yeah. No, I was coming off my back deck and um, it was like little three little steps. And then there's a sprinkler head mm-hmm. and my foot. I mean, I'm, I'm always like in a hurry, you know, walk. I have a back house studio. Yeah. I'm always like, going back and forth. And I was just going and my foot got caught between the stair, the bottom stair and the sprinkler head. And I was just had such momentum that it was just like pitched me and I landed on my pinky and ah, fractured this bone. That bone? Oh, my God. Yeah, it's kind of scary. Yeah. Um, there? The second? Yeah, the mid phalanx. Yeah. Fuck. Yeah. So, um, yeah, it's a whole thing. Um, hopefully... Yeah. There won't be long lasting damage. This might be the last guitar podcast I ever do because I don't think so. You were playing last night. It was tough. I use I use my pinky a lot. I, I, was like, I couldn't fucking imagine. Yeah, yeah. it's yeah. I, like I was doing a lot of tapping just because. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was like those false yeah. harmonics. I saw. Yeah, that. yeah. yeah it was yeah. just like I mean I got to do something, you know. But yeah. yeah, I had to really. You have to really adapt, you mm-hmm. know. Um, it's tough. It's scary. It's really yeah. scary. I'm sorry. Um, I hope. I hope. I hope yes. everything's okay with that. Everybody send me some some good, good vibes. recovery vibes because I'd, I'd like to continue to play guitar. Yeah. 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 Um, <laughs> I would like you to continue to play guitar. I mean, I've, I've been doing it for 39 years now. Yeah. You know, so. Yeah. When we were on tour in May, it was the day after the first show and uh, the keyboard player, she's folding up, helping fold up one of the beds in the RV, smashes mm-hmm. to the point where like we they weren't sure her nail would stay. Mm. And uh, it, so she just had to do the rest of the tour with a broken finger. Yeah. And I remember we finally stopped, and I think it was Ketchum at an urgent care because we had a day off. And uh, their x-ray machine is just not working. And we're sitting there for hours. And finally, I'm like, what's the worst case scenario? Well, that she broke her finger. I'm like, okay, so what do we do if she breaks her finger? Well, you just splint it, splint it buddy. Yeah. And so we're like, okay. Buddy straps. Yeah, should we just do that? And I'm like, yeah. Yeah, you can just do that. I'm like, okay, I guess. Yeah. Maybe we won't stick around in an urgent care and have her pay like a couple, yeah. a couple hundred extra bucks for an x-ray. That's not going to make a difference. But man, she was scared. It's, she, she was more than anything, frankly, she was scared that her nail wasn't going to grow back. The shame of being nailless. <laughs> she likes her nails. Sure. I, I, you know, I like her nails. They're very hard. Every once in a while during the show, because she had the little thing on, you just hear clunk. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Base that's clunk. Yeah. Just look over her and smile. It's, yeah. it's, yeah, it's, it's, you know, you have to learn to adapt, mm-hmm. but yeah, it's, <clears throat> um, it was a bummer. Cause, uh, well, it's a bummer for a lot of reasons, but, yeah. um, 
I've also been on this, I don't know what, maybe the algorithm decided it was time for me. I've been in a big police wormhole and there's a lot of, there's a lot of pinky going yeah. on in any summer stuff, you know, mm-hmm. um, driven to tears is like my favorite police song. And I was just like, I was like putting all the flangers and chorus pedals together. And you got a couple <clears> flanges <throat> on that board right now. Just you? the one. Just the one. Yeah. Yeah. What's the other purple pedal you have then? Um, Cause I saw you had the Strymon flanger. The, no, I just have this, the, uh, I've got the Strymon Lex. The Lex. Oh, that's not a flanger? <clears throat> no, it's a rotary. Uh, Leslie. You know, I heard that. Yeah. I, was, I yeah. don't know why I thought it was a flanger. Well, in slow mode, it's yeah. In, yeah. The, in the ballpark. But no, man, I'm like, when it comes to like fl- it's flanger and compressors, <clears throat> I've tried a bunch of different things, man, but yeah. I love my Boss CE3. Yeah. Nothing fancy about it, but it does, like, I've, I mean, I've, there's a lot of cool things out there, but I just, all, I always go back to the Blue Boss compressor. Yeah. Same thing with the, um, I, Try to find made in Japan uh, boss flangers. Yeah, I just got the stereo boss flanger. I haven't plugged it in yet. Yeah, um, I'm excited about it. I mean, I'm a little you know tweaker about it. Just that, like, is it, like I, I want it to be from the '80s. I want the black knobs. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, look, I mean, yeah, I grew up uh, with Purple Rain. Yeah, that, that's when I started playing guitar. So it was like chorus is the sound of the '80s. It's part of it, but yeah, but yeah. Sometimes when you think like I want the, I saw some. I think it was like. Reddit guitar pedals. Like, I want to get like a super chorus, eighties chorus, just just drenched in chorus. What do I need? Like, you need, you need an electric trigger. mistress, yeah, because <laughs> that's what to use. That's probably what somebody uses. Yeah, like, um, it's funny actually. When I was in the eighth grade for Christmas, I asked for a flanger pedal. Yeah, and I still have it. I got it. Was, it was a uh, not Arian Rock Tech. Oh God, Rock I, Tech flanger. When did they stop making those? <laughs> Probably in like 1989. Yeah. <laughs> I was um, like, I don't think I've seen those in like pawn shops. Yeah, but the reason I got yeah. it was because I was obsessed with the first Dag Nasty record, Can I Say? And like, and Brian Brian Baker's rig, it was like a JCM 800 Les Paul, and, and it was a chorus pedal. But I thought it was a flanger pedal, so I got yeah. a flanger. Um, but yeah, one day I'll meet Brian Baker. <laughs> I got close. Yeah. Yeah, he was uh, Bash and Pop played some maybe it was LA and, and and like I saw him when I was walking up to the club but I was too too afraid to say anything to him. Oh um, man. Well, maybe he'll see this. Probably yeah. not. <laughs> I don't know. I, I could I could I, well weird things have happened man. Without the pinky maybe not but I can play I know I can if I had to right now I can play the first Dag Nasty record in its entirety. Ah, muscle memory. Yeah yeah. Love it. So great. Yeah so how how'd you do about the show last night? It's fun. Yeah it yeah I like the room. Yeah, five hundred. Um, yeah, like a good size. Uh, I like all the wood in yeah. the room. Yeah. It's a, so it's a former Masonic temple. They've been playing at the Lodge Room. Yeah, in Highland Park, and I just remember looking up and seeing that weird star in the ceiling. Like, oh, I yeah, looked at that all night. Yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> oh God. Is that a portal? Or yeah, I think so. I think they got this. Huge they got sacrifice. some weird shit. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, <laughs> no, it was it was a good start to the show. You know, I mean, obviously, I was. Uh, I was trying to be present and, you know, but I had to be careful as well yeah. with, with my finger. But um, I saw your note on the set list. Be careful not slide up. Is that? Yeah. So in uh, Stevie Nicks, like uh, coming out of that bridge breakdown, yeah. the, the come of that walk up from the E flat. Um, I usually, I mean, I do it like, you know, index finger pinky octave, yeah. but I was, I did it octave otherwise. And like just the slide, like kind of jarred something at sound check. I was just like, yeah. So I, I just one fingered it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, when in doubt. Yeah. I, I did a lot of single note stuff last night. Sounded great though. But you know, and two, like, um, I found that I was, once I kind of got into the show and started like, tr- you know, accepted that this is where I'm at. Like I started doing different things mm-hmm. and a couple of times I was like, all right, I'm, I'm like, put that in my pocket yeah, you know, for like, cause, cause it forced me to do different things. Cause you know, when, when you, we played these songs a lot over the years. So it's like you get into to patterns, you know, of like stuff that's maybe not even on the record or whatever else. And like you, you play and it's like, okay, here's, here's a part where I do this. Yeah. It's like, so if I couldn't do that, I had to do something different and like, well, maybe that's cool. You know? Yeah. I um, mean, sometimes that's what breeds innovation is having those restrictions. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I, yeah absolutely. Um, I, I would rather not have this restriction, but, yeah, well, but you, you got it. You got it for now. Yeah. Hopefully but, not for long. Yeah. But no, absolutely. I mean, like I'm, I'm I think limitations always breed creativity. Yeah. I feel like, you know, for sure. Which is why I don't have any pedals with scrolling menus. <laughs> <laughs> 
I'm trying to think. I don't think I. I haven't made a board in a long time that had a scrolly menu. I've never, I've never had one. I mean, it's no, no shade against them. But I just, it's just nothing that you know. I feel like once you go that way, you, what you, you really need a MIDI controller, and that yeah. requires more pre-planning than I would like to mm-hmm. put into something. Like I just want to be able to tweak something on the fly, not yes, like absolutely be like, okay, now I got to go through these songs. Like I played a few gigs with like um, an HX Stomp or like a Podgo mm-hmm. because I was demoing those products. And I think they're really cool. I prefer to use them in practice still. Yeah. The, the Podgo wireless was pretty cool. I got to get up on a table and yeah, it was fun stuff. I mean, you know, at some point, like I found myself sitting next to Bob Bradshaw. Mm. And when I woke up, I had a pedal board, you know? Um, <laughs> but so like for a while I had the, the Bradshaw brain, you know, like, the, mm. like, and like, I was like, oh yeah, dude, I'm going to program like yeah. all this stuff for like, you know, songs and combination. I never yeah. did it. No. I just use it as a big ass pedal board. Yeah. And so like, and, and when the whole city took a break, like, you know, it just wound up like, it's like in pieces now, yeah. like, you know, in a storage locker. Um, and I'm just way more comfortable with just like the, the Gator pedal board and just, mm-hmm. just rip shit out and change yeah, things. For um, sure. You know, I mean, it, it, everybody has their own way. Um, mm-hmm. I recently, um, my church gig, I walked in one day and they just handed me some IEMs. Oh, and there was no monitor. I was like, oh, so universal fits, I guess. Yeah, just yeah. sure, just like out the box, like right. literally in the box. I had to like yeah. take it, you know. I was like, okay, so you like them? Not really. No. Um, you know, but like I would have liked a little bit of a heads up that it was happening, but um, yeah, they think you're getting used to. Yeah, yeah. You know? So, um, <clears throat> it's it's been a journey, um, because like I think I'm pretty much I have to accept our front of house guys EQ, yeah, because it's post. Fader. Um, but so I quickly realized that like, well, I'm not hearing my amp. Like, cause you know, yeah. one thing I really loved about that gig was like, I had my Vox Cambridge, like a tube Vox mm-hmm. Cambridge, which yeah. I just realized I had a dream last night that I bought a second one. <laughs> like that's crazy. Um, <laughs> and like, it, you know, cause some of those, like, especially some of the CCM stuff is like a lot of just, long wide open chords yeah that ambiance yeah and like you can really like feel your guitar breathing i enjoyed that yeah and that was kind of gone but so anyway but then i'm assuming they want to get the stage volume down yeah are they doing live streams and stuff Mm -hmm. too yeah yeah because we we did we did live streams starting with the pandemic yeah and we just kept at it but so i just heard a bunch of articles about that oh nice (laughs) about about, uh churches and iams getting a good silent stage and stuff so I was like, all right, well, if I'm not going to have, if I can't hear my amp, let me lean into convenience. Yeah. So just be able to show up with something. So I bought like a boss, like whatever their multi-effect. Uh, no, it was not. Um, God, what are those called? I can't remember what they're called, but it's like, you know, yeah, it's I'm like. People are going to fucking shame me. You can, you can either, again, you can program it, which I didn't yeah. do. And you have like, you know, multi-effects and then the Cosm technology. Yeah amp at the end of it and i thought well this will be i'll just do this you know Mm -hmm. i lasted like exactly two gigs with it and was just like i can't do it mostly because i'm really ticky about how i order my effects and yeah and also i'm really ticky about again like the compressor just did not do and i thought well it's boss it'll be fine but it wasn't like my ce3 what i found out so i was like you know i was kind of penny wise pound foolish i was you know because i bought one used off reverb because I was like, man, what I should do is just buy an Iridium. Yeah, that's what you should do. That's what I did. Yeah, so I lasted, I, I lasted yeah. two, and it's just yeah. because it's got the cabs. Yeah, and the room and the, st- the stereo cabs too, which is kind yeah. of yeah. Nice. Um, so you do stereo in with the the wife. Yeah, know. and so I've done I've done exactly one gig with the Iridium, and it was so much better. Probably three hundred of my demos were in Iridium. Yeah, I mean, this, nobody the, tells. The ears were still, yeah. you know. An adjustment, but like I, I found myself playing to, but because it was just it was my pedal board, yeah, and the iridium. So eventually, what I'll do is just I'll build another pedal board for that and yeah. just leave it because we just yeah. in the same spot. So really, I'm just lazy and want to show up as little as possible. No, I mean, why not? If you're not gonna have have the amp, why bring it? Yeah, exactly. Like, if I can't hear it, yeah. yeah. And like I know, like the HX Stomp, like it has. You could do everything there, but you'd have to program everything. Exactly. And the Iridium, to me, it, it just takes drive and stuff better than the other. That's the, that's the most important thing. Yeah, exactly. I know Walrus has one. 
And like the cool thing about the walrus one is you can have um like trustaria, so you can have like a fender style and a Marshall style on one side. But I didn't like it. I don't. Much. Yeah, I don't need to do all that for that yeah. gig. You know, I just I, I need something that takes drive pedals well and that, that, that cleans up. Yeah. You know, and like yeah, it was just you know the people at Strom are, are so nice. But you know, and for the longest time I was just like, well, I don't know what I need that for. And then it yeah. was it was nice to be like, I've got a guy. You know, like I I can I can um. It, it 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 was really sweet to be able to apply some technology like right yeah. there. It was like, okay, I'm in the game now. This works. Um, and I, you know, I'm looking forward to kind of dialing that in more. Um, mm-hmm. You know, I've I've been going back between. Back you can forward, download between. your own cabs if you really mm-hmm. want to. Yeah, but I like I like the ones that came with. One of the biggest things for me was that they had the two ten cabinet mm-hmm. because I like them. I know everybody loves them. Yeah. I've never since since I was in my twenties. I've I've tried my entire life to get with a deluxe reverb. Yeah. And I understand people like them. They just don't work for me. Yeah. I do not like them that there's, there's something in here like the, mm. the one twelve. I, it just like, I'm like, I, you know, for years I played through like a super reverb. Oh yeah. I have a tone master super reverb. Yeah. I fucking love that. Thing. I mean like, the, those ten, I just, they're so punchy. Tens, the tight yeah. bottom end. Like, the, like the, them. that farting out of the, the, Deluxe yeah. reverb, I just can't deal with it. I need like a when I'm playing clean, I want that tightness. You yeah, know? for sure. Um, so the fact that I can do you know whatever the, the round, which is a black panel, yeah. you know Fender style thing, that I can do that with the two ten cab is like yeah, you know that 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 makes a huge difference. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I've been kind of again, I'm I'm new to it, so like I've been at, like I, I've got it to where my main thing is the the round sort of black panel thing. And then is my favorites is a, um, like the punch or whatever. Yeah. That's like the, the Marshall, Marshall one. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But the chime, I'm just not a huge Vox person, but you know, I, I played the Ruby by UA universal mm-hmm. audio. Yeah. That, that, that's their yeah, pedal. Yeah. yeah. It's, so it sounded really good, but it was, you, you almost have to read the manual to mm-hmm. understand how to make it sound good. Cause if you're just like dicking around with that out of the box, it's not going to sound great. It took me years to get, my head around the box topology. Yeah, you know? yeah. I mean, it's backwards, you know. It is, exactly. You know. <clears throat> so if you're, like, expecting the tone knob to work one way, yeah. like, oh, nope, that ain't it. I, you know, I remember being, you know, a teenager when Gilby Clark joined Guns N' Roses, and, and like, he had, like, a wall of AC-30s. And I was oh, like, I, I was like, yeah. I was like, what? This is a rock band, mm-hmm. though. Like, what? You know? Yeah. I, I didn't understand that an AC-30 can do that. Yeah. I mean, like, you know. I just never bonded with them. Yeah. Before. I I don't have time, I guess. I, I, I like a Fender. I see a Vox-style amp as, like, some oregano. Or, like, it's, yeah. it's, a, good, it's a good color. It's a good you spice. Have, you have both on stage. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. So what I found is the AC-15 is, like, one of the perfect blending amps. Yeah. It, it, it complements almost anything. Nice. Yeah. So, like, um... <laughs> Once a year, we get to use our own gear, and that's at Brooklyn Bowl. Really? Yeah. Everything's backline. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Yeah. So, huh. I've got a uh, like one of those two tone AC 15s kind of retro looking, yeah. and then I've got the Marshall Studio mm-hmm. um, Studio Vintage. They're, they're the little tiny plexi. Yeah. And those two together are great. And then, like, um, finally, we kind of Tad and I both landed on the um, the Blues Junior. Like they're actually mm-hmm. pretty rad little amps. Yeah, I mean they're they're super popular. Yeah, I um, love that. I love that they come in like some fun colors. Yeah. Oh yeah. man, I'm all about different colors. Of they have like the same the thing. pink and like teal. I yeah, think. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's a good. That's a good my combo. My friend Mike. Uh, my friend Mike has one of those. I think. Um. So yeah. So those two together, you know, pretty well get it done. The 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 biggest struggle I've had, like, because we've moved to smaller amps, because like, I mean. In 2010, I was and like really all through yeah. and up until 2014, like I was rolling with a 50 watt plexi half stack and an AC30. Were they not making you on stage? <laughs> they were throwing things at me on yeah. stage, dude. I mean, like the amount of like, there it was a struggle. Yeah, you know, um, and it's it's they lied to me, man. Like when I was a kid, it was just like if you get in a big band, you can use the big amps. Nope, no, no, no. not that we're a big band, but like you know. They're all corporate cutouts. We didn't know. Yeah, Except right. Except for ACDC. Yeah. Um, yeah. Um, I mean, God, you know, I used to tour with a, a 1971 high-watt DR-103. Mm-hmm. Um, but I just use it for a clean sound, you know. Yeah, I mean, yeah, that's, yeah. It, it was it was good. 
but those were that was in the nineties. And I was also playing a strat with pretty low output pickups. But oh yeah. Yeah. That yeah. was that was the big ass truck rig. Um still have the high watt though. Mm-hmm. It's in my corner of obsolescence in there. Ah. It's uh it's like the high watt half stack. I've got a I've got a white JCM eight hundred, like a eighty one mm-hmm. vertical input signed by Jake E. Lee. Um that which is half the reason I don't get rid of it. Mm-hmm. Um and then the fifty watt plexi on top of that, it just sits in the corner. Nice. You know. Yeah. I mean, well, it's still there though. If you ever change your mind. Yeah. I mean, um, I did recently on a whim. Uh, there's a Martin Music is like right down the street from my house, mm-hmm. local music store, um, mom and pop. And I guess I was watching Get Back, the you know, the Beatles yeah, thing. Right. Yeah. And Paul had that brand new drip edge um basement. I was like, man, I would really love to play bass through that an amp like that. And that kind of got me thinking about the basement. Then I have a dream about the basement. I dream about it. Yeah. And then the next day after the dream, I went into Martin Music and there was a 66 black panel oh. basement on consignment for like $14.95. And I was like, I just kind was like on the way out. It's just like, we asked the guy if we'll take 12. Yeah. And then 45 minutes later, he's like, absolutely. And so I bought it. I, didn't, I never even played through it. Because one, because I don't like playing guitar in music stores. Like, I, I just, I hate it. I hate it. Yeah. Um, but, so I took it home and fired it up. And it's magic. It's like, it's one of the best amps I've ever played through. And, and like, I know I'm late to the game on the, like, the, you know, black panel basement kind of thing. But, mm-hmm. like, oh, my God. Like, I, apart from one really small venue in Memphis, like, I've been taking it to to gigs. And, like, it's just everything sounds so amazing through it like nice. either with pedals or with just on its own mm-hmm. um but it's also you know it's it's the piggyback cab as well um it, it's i think it's very much the two of them together yeah you know, that this is the sound but and you know i've got these tellies that i've built and so like those guitars do that amp is particularly fun yeah you build anything lately or just the the two you had red and sonic blue sonic blue yeah, yeah i just finished uh, not too long ago, my third build of, I've been doing these um, wide range Stratocasters. Mm-hmm. So it's like MJT body, Musicraft neck, mm-hmm. and then Lawler Regals. Oh, nice. Yeah. So neck and bridge. And then in the middle yeah. is where kind of like anything goes. Mm-hmm. So it, it started years ago when Big Ass Truck did like one of their first um, reunions. Um, I played a, just a, a Strat in Big Ass Truck. It was a, it's a, Fullerton reissue mm-hmm. that I bought at a Texas guitar show for like 400 yeah. bucks before people, you know, knew, knew, you know, <laughs> thing about those guitars is the necks are tiny on those. Really? Yeah. Like I'm, nut width or uh, both. both. Oh, wow. like, I mean like, like, like eighties shredder neck, like okay. really skinny. Like that was their concession to the yeah. modern thing. But anyway, yeah. um, then when big ass truck stopped touring my, the buddy that I used to work for at a guitar store, Rod Norwood was like, I've got a Telly Deluxe. I think I probably told this story on our last podcast, mm-hmm. but he said, you need it. And I was like, we used to make fun of Telly Deluxes. Like, Why? They're awesome. Because we had our head up our asses in terms of what's vintage and what's right. It's like, that's yeah. not a Telecaster. It's got a Strat headstock. It's got a contoured body. It's got a Les Paul wire. It's got, it's got humbuckers. I love my Deluxe. Of course you do. Yeah. You know, so, you know, I bought this 73. It's called Walnut, but we all call it Mocha. Mm. Um, and I just, that was like 2000, it was 2000. No, no, it was 2001. Yeah. And that's when I discovered the wide range humbucker, you know? And so yeah. my rig was like whatever pedal board I had at the time, you know, different gain, you know, dirt modulation, time-based stuff and the super reverb mm. and those wide ranges. And nice. it was like, oh my God. Like, I mean, the, the, it, this is before they blew up too. Yeah. So anyway, I thought like, gosh, you know, if like I should have like, just played the wide ranges back in the day, mm. but I like the Strat body and, and the whammy because I was into all this Eddie Hazel stuff. Um, so I was like, well, what if you put the guts of a Telly Deluxe into a Strat? And so it, it just kind of evolved from there. So yeah. anyway, years ago I, I built like a um, it, it, it eventually evolved into a, a black Strat body with a maple cap neck. I was just like all of it. I remember that guitar. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And so anyway, um, I've just finished one that was like it's like candy apple red. Nice. body and uh with a rosewood fingerboard awesome. um, and uh yeah. so the the two lollers but it, the black one has a burns trisonic in the middle um okay and so this uh this one i did a novak uh gold foil mm, i like novak yeah because yeah. I've, I've 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 recently i, I liked 
I did a gig with my buddy Luther Dickinson and he had a Harmony Bobcat mm-hmm. and I was like, I need one of those. <laughs> and like, literally I just like, it, I, I somehow made it happen in a week. I found a body on reverb and then a, a wiring harness. Wow. Pig guard. And I got both of those for relatively cheap. And then I just, nice. everything, literally everything else came out of a box in my studio. I was like, I know I've got parts for this somewhere. Yeah, for sure. Do it together. And I was like, oh, I'll fix it later. And I was like, you know what? Maybe not. It's fine. Maybe yeah. it doesn't need it. Um, I put some showers on it, though. Oh, yeah? Yeah, I had many showers, um, which, I, which I think helped a lot. Yeah? Yeah. I, I think the, the, the mass, I, I don't like them for most guitars, but like on certain things, the mass on the headstock, I feel like kind of, because mm. um, they're, you know, heavier. I feel like it, it, it kind of gives it a little bit more sustain. And I've done the same thing with my Squire Mascus uh, Jazz Masters. Oh, yeah. Um, those are great mods. The nerdy thing about yeah. it is those, like the, the what I, I try and collect, um, um, all the showers that I get uh, that, that say made in West Germany. Oh yeah, you know because it's like you know that's pre, pretty cool. Pre, yeah, pre glass nose, pre uh, iron curtain. Mm-hmm. Two two reasons. One because like that's just cool, yeah. like nerdy train spotter shit. That's what I'm into. But also because like it's, it's some Van Halen shit. Yeah, you know. Um, yeah, but yeah. Uh, so anyway, uh, that guitar is still kind of a work in progress. It's parts casters are weird, man. Like they either come together amazingly, Great, or you just like and then you're just to... fucking with them for the rest of yeah. your life. Yeah. yeah. Um, I, I built I, I built another strap before the candy apple red, which is like an ash body, which I found out that I don't like ash for strats. Mm. I like ash for tellies, all yeah. different strats. But like, I just couldn't get it to work. And I literally just gave it to my buddy Luther. I was like, just take it. Like, and he loves it. Oh, good. Yeah, good. He's been gigging with it. This yeah. is Luther from the North Mississippi All-Stars. Mm-hmm. And uh, so it's great to see it out there. Like, you know. Good news. Yeah. yeah. You, know, you know, earning its keep. And he loves it. It made him very happy. So, Good. And, it, it, and it also kind of, that's what got him into the wide range game as well. So nice. Um, but yeah. I look, man. Yeah. Lawler and Novak both are just great stuff. Yeah. I have a couple, I have a couple projects, but I don't think they're going to be moving anytime soon. Really? Yeah. I mean, I, I stained a, I got an RD body. That's like routed for two humbuckers and I stained it. Red. Like, a, like a Gibson RD. Yeah. yeah. And I keep looking, I'm like, I, I just don't love the, I don't like the shape of it. Yeah. It's that weird sort of semi-explorer yeah. kind of thing. Yeah. It's just like, it looks like kind of Gumby-ish to me. I never liked him. I mean, like, yeah. again, I come from a generation where we were like, yeah, this is Gibson's folly. Like yeah. there's nothing cool about it. There's nothing retro. There was nothing. It was just like, yeah, this is like, this is the yeah. uh, Plymouth K car of, yeah. of, of, yeah. The Gibson era. I mean, it's everything that was wrong with American manufacturing. As I was given a choice between a couple bodies, and obviously the podcast would get offset, so I think that was the only offset. Oh right, shape. right. And more like I'm like I don't love. Is is it a set neck or, or uh, is it bolt on? No, it's, it'll be oh, bolt on. Uh, it's right. just like a I could put a strap neck on. Okay, that, yeah, yeah. So like I'm not. I just have to like wire it up, and I have all. I get everything I need for it. I just right. haven't made the time. There are the things I want to do. I bought this um, DIY synth kit from Dreadbox Electronics. They got mm-hmm. some cool puddles. So like, I think that's the next thing I'm going to do. And I just don't know what I'm going to get to finishing your guitar. It's, I mean, it's a wormhole. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I, yeah, we all have projects that just sort of lay fallow. They um, pile up. I mean, like, adding to it. you know, when, mm-hmm. when I finished with the help of my friend, Bob Scobie over at Martin Music, like when I finished the Strat, I was like, okay, I'm, I'm done. I'm, I'm done doing builds. Mm-hmm. But then I was like, like, you know, the whole thing was like these strats started is from my, I still have my original 73 Telly Deluxe, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. But like, you know, the nut width's a little narrow from, so, so like when I've done these music craft necks, I do one 11 16th nut width. Mm-hmm. It's basically a 335 neck. Yeah. It's like 10 inch radius, one 11 16th nut width, you know, yeah. and with a fat profile. Mm-hmm. I'm like, Oh God! Like I, I, I want to go back to my Telly Deluxe, but yeah, but you like that next. I was like, well, maybe I'll just put, maybe I could just build another guitar. Maybe. You know? um, it's funny. It's funny. Guitars are like that. Yeah, that's that's the point of a parts caster, right? Well, because the thing too, you know, because like you have the wide ranges, but like if you put it on a Strat, I mean, there's a huge difference between a, a vibrato bridge with springs yeah. and just a, a Telly, yeah, you know, or whatever the six saddle fixed thing in the Telly Deluxe's case, but. 
you know, so I don't know. And then I also, I really want to build a, um, a custom telly, not, not telly custom, but like the Doug Som, like mm-hmm. double bound. You know? Oh yeah. Okay. It never stops. Never does. They just start laying around the house like cats. Yeah. Yeah. That's that's uh, so I've just shifted all my my money yeah. into buying cameras and paying for film and processing. Yeah, one hobby to the next, you know. If you got something, yeah, yeah. I trying to think if I've done anything else lately. I I'm afraid to get into modular sense, and that's I think where I'm kind of getting pushed. It's a whole thing. It's I, I, I haven't. Yeah, there's a lot of gadgetry that you can. Yeah. My buddy Tim. Small little cute things that just yeah. with oh. like colors and lights and, and bleeps and bleeps. bleeps. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I got I have a couple of things. Uh, Perfect Circuit. They're just up in Burbank. They sent me uh, the JX08 synth, the Roland. It's like their boutique thing. Okay. And it's it was actually pretty. I think it's a good first synth, but I'm like, man, this is and that's not even getting into modular, and it's so much. Like, I did not know what it meant to program a synthesizer for a very long time. I'm like, what does that mean? Yeah. And now I get it. I'm like, this is hard. Like, it's, yeah. yeah. I mean, I mean uh, literally, um, my mother in law went to school. She studied electronic music at Peabody in Nashville. Really? Yeah. Wow. I didn't know that was a thing. And like, in like the late 60s. And like, yeah. she, you know, she learned how to like cut tape and splice, but, yeah. but also it was just like, patching and you know like patching that's why i didn't go into studio production at belmont it was like okay so you can either do the business side or you can do the studio side and we had to take a bunch of classes uh-huh. in both at the beginning i saw patch bay and I'm like nope not doing this <laughs> you know what i still don't understand a patch bay like no, I, I thought for my studio i was like i should get a patch bay i was like i don't know what i'm, I'm just gonna use plugins i just like, remember like being in a class at rcab and the patch bay was there and people were just like, like my boyfriend in college was just like he i'd go and like hang out with him while he worked and just like patching things there i'm like i have no fucking idea it just starts to swim in front of me yeah yeah well you get the different colors and this goes to this i'm like they got that weird like i've never seen another plug like that this like it's its own proprietary (laughs) shape yeah that's weird man but um my buddy tam he has a podcast called the podular modcast And uh, we're going to do a joint episode, I think. I really want him to, like, walk me through how to do that. Would, yeah. Stuff. Yeah. Yeah. He's just down in Tacoma, so I kind of want to go and just be like, you just show me. We'll do a podcast version of it. We'll figure it out. You know, like, EH has been doing so much at, like, a, like at a great price point and good size. Like, I feel like it's a good time for them to come out. You know, they had that really cheap scent that Eddie Van Halen used on Sunday afternoon in the park on Fair Warning. And it's killer sounding. Mm-hmm. It's like, they need to bring that back. Yeah, I mean, it's a good time because I feel like guitarists tend, I feel like most guitarists I know are like, then they get into sense and then they get back into pedals. And then also the other thing the guitarists I know do, they're like, I'm going to get rid of all my pedals and get a Helix. Yeah. I'm going to get, I'm going to get more pedals again. I'm going to get rid of all my pedals and get an HX Stomp Excel. Gonna, nope, nope, more pedals. It just is a cycle. Like, yeah. Things. It's, I'm trying to, I'm, you know, I've, I've kind of, I've been, been basically doing the same thing since the nineties yeah. for the most part, you know? Um, you know, it's like the, I got my first volume pedal in like the late nineties after I discovered Nels Klein. Oh God. Yeah. Um, I'm really terrible about Nels Klein because like I was on tour with big ass truck and one of the guys in the band was driving and he was playing, uh, contemplating the engine room. Mike mm-hmm. Watt. It's the first time I heard Nels Klein and literally I was asleep on the front bench. And this one song came on and like it woke me up and I, I I'm not joking I fell off the bench onto the floor of the van I was like what, the fuck, what is the fuck is that <laughs> it was uh it was uh Boiler Man was a song yeah. check it out Boiler Man on Contemplating the Engine Room by Mike Watt and I just you know I mm. used that little baby internet as much as I could in 1998 or 99 yeah, that, was, that was that was a tough time for the internet oh. I had the I, I had the internet because my mom worked in computers right like it was weird and Google, then, like there was no Google no it was just like re- weird shitty search engines that probably stole all your data and credit cards yeah like. I mean it was like well they're like go for ask Jeeves like fucking yeah. ask Jeeves yeah um, I like to ask Netscape. Jeeves I like Ask Jeeves because you could specify if you want to search for MP3s. Right. So it made it easy to download music. Of course. Like one song, one hour. Oof, yeah. Yeah, that's it. But so, like, I just, you know, I followed him. And then Watt came through Memphis and played. And Nels Klein was with him. Mm -hmm. And, like, so anyway, he was doing all that. I kind of really, like, the vibrato pedal and and volume pedal, you know, really kind of changed a lot of things. Yeah. And, um... 
but I'm so terrible because like when when he like rose to notoriety with Wilco, yeah. I was just like, damn it. I was just like, I knew him before you like, it's, it's like, I'm not going to listen to Nels Klein anymore because like I knew him before you yeah. did, you, you know? Oh, I mean, Wilco was my first introduction to him. Yeah. yeah. So you definitely did. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Sky Blue Sky just kind of changed my world. Well, it's funny too. Cause like uh, we yeah. were just, my wife and I were listening to uh, a ghost is born. Yeah. And it's just like, it's, it's like Jeff Tweedy yeah. just playing like Nels Klein to yeah. the best of his ability. It's just like, fuck it. Just get him in the band. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I, the Ghost of War wasn't my favorite. It's a controversial album, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. I love it's that record. It's a weird in-between record. I love that record. I still, it's not like the one I put on. Hummingbird is such a great song. Hummingbird is a great song. It's a great song. Yeah, there's great songs on it. Uh, She's a Jar. Oh, fuck. You're right. God damn Come it. Come on. You're right. I'm sorry. When you're right, you're right. It's a great record. <laughs> yeah. Justice for a Ghost is Born. I've been um, on Summer Teeth more than anything. Well, yeah, of course. Yeah. A lot of people do. Yeah. No, um, I'm, I'm basic. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, basic Summer Teeth bitch. I just love that, that title. Well, it's well, it's good. It's joke. good, you know? Yeah. I love the joke, though. Summer yeah. Teeth Summer. Um, but anyway, all that to say, like, yeah, I don't know. Like, I'm, I'm glad that I took a flyer on that boss multi-effects thing because mm. it, it, it was a cheap way to realize that that's not my jam, you know? Yeah. Like, I just, you know, it, it's just, it's no big deal just to have a, even a piece of plywood with yeah. some dual lock on it. Like, I just rather have an array of pedals to mess with. It's not, it's that, none of that stuff is going to make my life yeah. better or easier. No. You know, I'm not going to enjoy playing music, you know. You know what I did like was Line 6 of the Catalyst series. And they're not, they're not amps with a bunch of effects in them. They do have a few effects, mm-hmm. but they have this boutique setting that's, like it's mostly different amp types, like line six is known for. Sure. But you could also has a pretty nice reverb, spring reverb, and like a slapback delay. I love it's just like I love that sound. Yeah. I've, I've toured. I mean, I've gigged with it, and then my uh my guitarist and singer and one of the band I play bass in, he he wanted to use it as his um amp on tour, and he said the whole tour is fucking great. But you know, you can still use a pedal. I still use a pedal board with it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you, you make do with what you got. Yeah. You know, I mean, like I've I was on a gig recently over at Stacks in Memphis, and like you know, the Hot Rod Deville went down in the back line, and they're like, "Sorry, all we have is this Line Six Spider." <laughs> and everybody made fun of me, and so like the bass player was like, like filming yeah. it, like with his iPhone, like like this is going to be so shitty. <laughs> And then, like, I just put it on, like, what I thought, like, whatever, like, crunch or I don't know what it was. But, you yeah. know, back to, I, I just kind of blindly was like, okay, yeah. this is probably going to be all right. And, and and he's like, watch this. And I put my volume pedal down. I was like, yeah, this works. Sounds yeah. good. You know. <laughs> they're not bad amps. Yeah. Like, he was, just, he, like, he, the technology he, is better now. Yeah. But you know. like they were never bad amps. Well, and you yeah. should, you know, look, you should endeavor to be the kind of player that you can make anything work, you know. It's like, because it's. Yeah. It's all in these fucked up, de- battered hands, you know? That's the thing. And that's another thing with, like, demos. People, like, go really hard on gear. And then you get people like RJ or uh, Ryan from Demos in the Dark. And people just, like, they could make anything sound good. I'm like, yeah, they can. But also, I don't I don't think a lot of people are putting out shitty gear right now. But you should be able to acclimate yeah. to the gear that you There's have. There's a sound in there somewhere, yeah. you know, that's yeah. usable. I mean, like... Otherwise, it wouldn't have made the pedal. It, yeah. well, it's interesting because, you know, Josh Scott has just been doing those Monday talks and, like, it was, like, talking about, you know, demos being dishonest or whatever, you know. But, like, the, the, it's a fair point that, like, you know, you're going through software, you know. It's the same old thing of, like, you know, when people yeah. are like, I want to sound like the Beano record. I was like, well, then get the console yeah. that it was recorded on. Get, you know, use that t- kind of tape. Yeah. Get whatever compressor limiter that they're using. You know, the, yeah. for me, like with demos, what, where I think they're important and what, what I use them for is more of like seeing the functionality of a piece of gear put yeah. to use. So it was like, like, I don't like for, from what I've read, I don't really understand. Like, I need this to do X, Y, Z, and I'm yeah. not sure if it can do that. Like, I don't care about how yeah. it's... I'm not going to look through the demo and be like, oh, that tone is so great. Like, you know... Oh, that, that tone through that Benson Chimera. Yeah, through, you know, like, through yeah. this speaker. You yes. Know? Like, I am, you know, I want to see like, oh, so that's... You run out that way. Okay, yeah, I can yeah. make that, that, that. I need that. Yeah. You know, like, I was... I was looking at Iridium demos just to be like, just to get a better understanding of the functionality of it. You know, yeah, that was not my best demo for the record. Okay. That was like one of that my was, first demos. That was a long time ago. <laughs> <laughs> 2019. Yeah. Yeah. That was, that, was, you know, that was just sort of like, it was just, just kind of, you know, well, shedding off the, the, 
you're molting. I don't know. I was like, I had to I'm learn, trying to make an analogy. Here. I had to learn how to, you know, work a camera, do lighting, record like things to sound good into a computer. Like yeah. I was just like, I was learning and that's, that's another thing that for the demos, but. Well, and then that, that speaks to the whole, like, yeah. you know, or this, this, it's been fascinating to watch this age of content creation yeah. evolve, you know? I mean, it's, it's cause it, you know, it, it one day I was just, you know, I was just watching YouTube because I was bored. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, like, and it was just like whatever it was. And then, like, I, I just watched it evolve in real time. Yeah. And I was like, okay, then there's this person and there's this. And, like, what, like, yeah. whoa. Like, you know, because, and, and, you know, and my hat's off to you because, like, I would I would love to run my mouth. I have a lot of things to say, but I just don't know, like, what the platform would be. But, like, and I don't have the time to put it, you know. Yeah, it's the you time. Know, it's but, like you guys have to have the side of time to actually do it. Yeah. Because I think that's a lot of the negative comments I get. I'm 100% sure it's people who want to do what I'm yeah. doing and just don't. And then they, like, are like, I'm a better guitarist than her. I'm like, yeah, you might be, but I'm actually fucking doing it. Yeah. Well, so. yeah, exactly. I mean, it's it's, you know, Sorry. to me, it seems like, you know, it's like you're making yourself vulnerable by putting your songs yeah. out there, right? Yeah. Well, you're making yourself vulnerable by, you know, putting your face and opening up your mouth in front of a camera, man. And oh, I got yeah. I got mad respect for, you know, I mean, there's a lot of talk about content creators and they get a lot of shade. Maybe some of them rightfully so. I don't know. But mm-hmm. I mean, like, it's, you know, it's Someone's forcing you to watch this shit. Yeah. Right and yeah. like, they're not like just being I mean, like they're working, even if it's bad. Like, I mean, like they're, yeah. they're spending a, a considerable amount of time yeah. to do it. You know, as long as they're not hurting anybody while yeah. they do it, I don't give a shit. Yeah. You know, like, I don't want people to lie in some of these demos. The one thing that Josh, that Josh said, he's like, they're, he's like, DeMar's do a lot of post-production. I'm like, None of the demo artists I know do much. Right. They just do like kind of minimal stuff. Like I maybe will put a, I'll put a limiter on my voice. Sure. Because I'm bad staying on mic. Right. Or I'll like even out the volume levels if I fucked up and didn't right. like, like adjust the volume accordingly. I mean, it's human nature just to yeah. want to be like, like you said, to, to make it sound as good yeah. as possible. Some people may go to extremes, but you know. Truth is like, I want to, <laughs> I want to get them done as quickly as possible. Right. Like, like I don't have a ton about. of time. Like yeah, I have yeah. a full time job. And it's not making demos. And it's not playing music. I do all that stuff after my day job. Wow. Or like in the middle. Of, I have two hours in the middle of the day. Sure. I do a lot of stuff. But like I, I think a lot of people think that like you make a living doing that. I'm like, no, I really, yeah. I really don't. Yeah. I would love to. I would love to be like Ryan Burke or Ryan from Demos in the Dark or mm-hmm. some of these other select content creators who that's all they do. Because then I'd be able to do more and think about it a little bit more, but it's, it's so funny because like it, the culture is like it's such in some ways it's such a monoculture because like I got super into film photography or back into it because you know because I'm old and that back, back yeah. in my day film photography was just called photography, um, but yeah. like it's like the same conversation with yeah. a different medium, you know, mm-hmm. and it's the same. It's like well, you know well, this person and that person, and, you know, it's like, well, who's, uh, you know, and like, who gets this for free or he's paid to say that. And like, you know, and even like, you know, film versus digital, it's like, oh, I know this conversation, you know? Yeah. It's, um, it's, it's the conversation. The thing is like, film is awesome, but there's a reason everyone's transitioned to digital for the most part. And I don't know if you can say the same about like gear necessarily, but like, I have that Benson Mixwave Chimera app, a plugin, I'm sorry, plugin, it's like 180 bucks. It sounds so fucking good. So I did. Yeah. I released a demo this past week, the Soft Focus by Cal and Bread. Someone, that, yeah. someone posted a message like, "What other effects are you using this?" I'm like, "It's literally just the plugin." Right. I just put it right into my computer in Studio Open Studio One, dragged my amp sim over, and I just, it just sounds so good. Um. Yeah. I mean, like, if you find something that's inspiring, yeah. No matter what it is, like, um, so. I've, I'm, I'm releasing a record. Um, I've, I'm starting up my dad's record label, Peabody Records. Yeah. Um, and so we in February, we have an album coming out. Um, it was me and Luther Dickinson and our friend Paul Taylor. That's going to be great. We, we made a record. We made a record during the pandemic. Can you believe that? Oh, no. Yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> Unheard of. Look, I've got this. Unprecedented. I've, let me tell you the story. Um, yeah. So, but you know, it's taken a minute to get it out, but, um, I have a release some vinyl and everything, mm-hmm. but like, so when we, you know, it was like, we were just Dropbox, you know, he, one guy was in Northern Wisconsin, one guy was in Nashville, I was in Memphis, you know, yeah. but anyway, like I stumbled upon, um, like my pedal board, like why and phaser and delay. Mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. But um, the UA um, Century channel strip. Oh, yeah, they're, yeah, they're yeah. proprietary, they're you know, channel strip. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, this one guy, um, a, um, I, Paterno, not like, I don't want to say Joe Paterno, but like. Um, no, you don't. No, you don't. Sure don't. <laughs> um, I think it's John, but John. yeah. But uh, Oh, that's so unfortunate. Yeah, I know. But he had, like, he had the setting, like, uh, yeah. uh di funk guitar oh yeah so it's just kind of like a uh you know yeah, yeah. compressed kind very of, tight yeah yeah. yeah but like that because i'm super yeah. into like psychedelic funk kind yeah. of stuff and like so you know crybaby boss ph1r um main japan um and this strymon l cap yeah like all that through that like i mean like i was literally like i think i've just found my like true sound like it, it, i so like literally, I emotionally connected with it, and mm-hmm. like whenever I would play it, like a like a telly through that, yeah. And it's like so the, the record is pretty much all that. Like, That's awesome. I never use an amp. Wow. At all. Um, and it's and. But you have so many of them. I know. <laughs> <laughs> they all just take up so much space. They do. So, um, when's the album coming out? Which album? The this, one you're releasing with Loser? Yeah, so it's called Mim Mods, uh, M-E-M underscore M-O-D-S, uh, f- uh, late February. Oh, nice. Yeah, cool. February 23rd. I'm not, don't hold me to that. but um, Ish. Ish, yeah. Yes. Um, uh, you gotta, but, is uh, Memphis doing the... Yeah, so yeah. Memphis Record Pressing uh, pressed it up. Uh, we should be dropping the first yeah. single um, probably late October. Oh, nice. Yeah, cool. Yeah, yeah. So that's so, coming up. Yeah, yeah. We've got a couple of videos made. Mm-hmm. I'm working on the third. Um it's all instrumental. Um, oh, I love that. Yeah, and it's 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 like this weird. There's mm-hmm. I mean, it's funky slash. I don't know. It's a lot of things. Um, we're really proud of it. I'm, you know, I really we've lived in it for so long. I'll be very curious to see what people think about it. Mm-hmm. I mean, I re- like we, you know, we all recorded it in our little home studios, and I mixed it in Pro Tools. Justin Perkins at Mystery Room mastering uh, mastered mm-hmm. it, um, but I, was, I mean, I was like kind of mad imposter syndrome just like well i guess i'm mixing the record like but i did yeah. you know yeah nothing wrong with that yeah and um so it'll be interesting to get it out into the world um yeah. we're proud of it but we'll see um i kind of like the like the perverse side of me is just like i wanted to press up these 500 records with the hopes that 30 years from now somebody finds one that has no idea what it is and I they pick that. up a tactile copy and like the fuck is this man <laughs> and put it on like and then, like, they've got this story to tell that, you know, like, check this out. You know, mm-hmm. I want to give that to somebody. Um, yeah. Because that's, that's a fiscally really responsible plan. It's just just plan for obscurity. You know, <laughs> that's, that's how I make my money. That's how a lot of us make yeah. our <laughs> lots of money in music, everybody. Yeah. So, you want to be rich, start a music project. And then Hulse Steady's got a record coming out sometime next year. Yeah, I'm excited for yeah, that. Yeah. So. I like that. Uh, Song Sixers. Yeah, yeah, that's first time we first time we played it. Yeah. Um, yeah. Um, we I, I made it all the way through. You did. Yeah, yeah. Good. Y'all did. Y'all we all did. did. Together. Yeah, together yeah, as a band. Yes. <laughs> Everyone remembers the first note and the last note, yeah, and everything was, in between just kind of goes yeah, in one ear and out the other. Yeah. <laughs> no. Um, yeah. So it was, it was fun doing that, mm-hmm. and we we got a. We're gonna play some more stuff from the new record over the course of the. I mean, we we've played some stuff. You've heard, yeah. you've heard some songs. Um. Yeah. Uh, over the last couple of shows, run of shows. Um, no, this is, I haven't seen y'all since uh, Brooklyn Bowl. Oh, shit. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, well, yeah. you'll hear some new stuff. Yeah. Uh, we've been kind of peppering it in. Cool. Um, it's, yeah, because a lot of times it's like, I, I had to ask the engineer for stems because I, like, I was like, I don't know what I played. Yeah. Because it moves, we move really fast, like yeah. um, with the way that our production kind of works and our producer. And it's like, I, I don't remember, like, is that me? Yeah. Is that Tad? Tad yeah. I don't, you know, so. That uh, kind of thing, I get that. Yeah. And, yeah. A, and a lot of times I just kind of just land on something. Well, whatever, this works. It might not be what I played on the record, but it's what I'm playing now. <laughs> sure. <laughs> All right. Well, thanks so much for yeah, sitting down always, with me in, in your air-conditioned room. Yes. <laughs> uh, and it's fucking hot. It's fucking hot. You know, it's. Yeah. I'm waiting for, like, I think because I'm from Memphis, I'm like, it was kind of, it was kind of humid yesterday. Yeah, but a little it, swampy. It doesn't. I mean, it, it was it's hot. Not, it's not Midwest humid. It's not Southern humid. It's, yeah, I mean, like I haven't like you know. There's times in Memphis where I walk out, it's like walking into a wall. Yeah, the glass is just. Oh yeah, 
Yeah. yeah. So I'm like, yeah, well, I, I can roll with this. It's fine. Yeah. It's, it's honestly not as bad as I thought it was going to uh-uh. be. I think I, I think it was worse last week. 110. Yeah, that, yeah, that yeah. would do it. But yeah. uh, 99 is about my upper limit. But I love Nashville for a reason. But anyway. I love the heat. <laughs> that's what my singer from Texas says, too. Check out the Hold Steady. Check out the album on Peabody Records. What's the name again? Mim Mods. You'll, you'll, you'll know more about it soon. Yeah. And everyone out there, thanks for watching slash listening. Slash understanding. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) My name is Emily. I'm Steve. Goodbye.